in today's show. We're recapping a massive 12-game Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. A lot of games on. It's 12 of them. So we're going to recap all of that action, some weird stuff going on as there always is when we head towards the end of the NBA season. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Ingram is out for at least seven to 10 days without hamstring sprain. Sprain? Strain. Um, That's not good, obviously. Uh, Pelicans are struggling without him. He, yeah, that is re-evaluation in seven to 10 days. As I will always say, if you are in the playoffs and someone is guaranteed to miss a week, it doesn't really matter how good they are. If you just need the roster spot, you might have to drop. Now, usually you'll have an IL slot, and Ingram would take precedence in that spot over a ton of other players. But you've got to consider this. This might be literally all of this week and all of next week done for him. And that's very hard to deal with. In his absence, they're starting, let's try again, they're starting Tony Snell. That's giving us nothing, of course. We're seeing Devontae Graham step up a little bit. If you are looking for points and threes, I don't mind a flyer on Graham. I think they might end up starting him over Snow, but you know that he's going to piss on your field goal percentage. We saw that again today. We'll talk about that later. And that's the problem with that. Anthony Simons, he had a thigh issue. Now they're listing it as knee tendinopathy. Now, obviously, I have people that I can talk to about the Blazers. So I said, what's going on here? Because initially, the report was, he's fine. He'll miss this game. He'll come back next one. And he is apparently having some sort of test done in Portland on this knee. Chauncey Billups echoed what I heard, that that he and Justice Winslow are going to be returning soon. But I'm, I'm I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that this might be played up somewhat, and we might get Simons back for a period of time. I am... This is not, I haven't been told this at all. I am highly skeptical of Anthony Simons making it through to the final day of the season. I don't know when that would end for him, but just reading what I am hearing in conversations, not saying it's happening now, I think there is some concern with this need to a degree, but also some concern of you've shown us what we need to see. Probably don't need it anymore. Like, we're committing to you. Um, there's a little bit of that, I, I think, that might be happening. And I, I do think he's going to play again this season. I just don't think he makes it through to the end of the year. So just, I don't know what you can do about that. Like, I think, yeah, Brandon Williams, you can stream him in for the short term. Um, I think Simons will come back. He will have limited value. But just keep his name in your back pocket, I guess, to see what does happen with Simons. No guarantee on any of this. Is not what I'm being told is the, ha- the plan to happen. But 
just from reading or hearing things. I don't know. That's how I'm feeling a bit with that. We'll see. Maybe I'm being too pessimistic. For the Warriors, Otto Porter and Gary Payton, the doctor, they're both out again tomorrow. So fire up your John Kamingas. Fire up your Moses Moody's. When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi Moody. So they're going to get extended run on a low volume day tomorrow. Really good stream options. And of course, everyone's favorite fantasy stud, the C parter, Moses Brown, is signing with Cleveland. There will be people who will be turgid over this. They will be lifting desks up left, right, and center without using their hands. Because they'll be like, Jared Allen's out, Moses Brown, 2020, 2020, the perfect vision. Here he is. He's going to come in and he's going to take Jared Allen's minutes. But the thing is, he's bad. And yes, Ed Davis is there, right? Best case, like maybe he plays 15 tonight. Maybe. He's on a 10 day as well. So do not, let's rephrase. I would not do whatever you want. I would not add Moses Brown in 12 or 14 or 16 team leagues. Maybe he finds a couple of minutes, but I do not think he is a very good NBA player. And this is not an Oklahoma City Thunder team tanking. This is a Cleveland team who wants to solidify their spot in the playoffs. And playing Moses Brown big minutes will not allow you to do that, is my evaluation of who Moses Brown is as an NBA player. So take that for what it's worth. Use your own eyes. Do your own research. Shout out to John Isaac. And see what you think about Moses. I don't think it's going to be worth it. But what I do, not only not only do I think it's worth it, but I know it's worth it. Athletic Greens, they're a new sponsor to this show. I love my Athletic Greens. Every morning, instead of me having to take a million different vitamins, one spoonful of the Athletic Greens powder into a glass of water. It's vitamins, it's minerals, it's superfoods. You might think, what am I having? Like powdered veggies? It's not, it's not that. It is, and, and it tastes, actually, it tastes really good um, in a glass of water. And you just feel refreshed. You feel vital for the whole day. Just get that glass going, drink it down. And actually, it does feel like you are getting something good into your body. And I know we all <laughs> I know we all want to feel uh, good every day. So this is um, much cheaper than buying multiple vitamin supplements. Athletic Greens is like, what is it, three, three bucks a day? As opposed to the other, some of the other prices you have to pay for vitamins, which are insane. This bloke who found it, 100 bucks a day, he was paying on vitamin supplements. That's a lot. Probably don't need to pay that much. But right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. And that's great, heading into cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills. A million? No wonder he's paying 100 bucks a day. And supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. I got that. Vitamin D drops. They're actually, vitamin D, amazing. It makes you feel great. It's so good. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. And remember, I'm saying this not just from using Athletic Greens vitamin D. I'm a pharmacist. Like vitamin D is something I've taken always. It act, it helps so much with how you your body responds and how you feel. It's great. Um, so that's a great free offer. So you got to do athleticgreens.com. Go to sorry athleticgreens.com/mba network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/mba network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's that time of year, college basketball tournament time. We are right here. 
And for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, let's fire into some games. First game. The Chicago Bulls against the Detroit Pistons. They made sort of hard work of it, I guess, towards the end there. But Chicago gets the victory. 114-108. The big fella, Nick Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. He was dealing with that hamstring issue and it tightened up on him. So he only played the 29 minutes. He had 21-6 and six with two steals. He should be fine as we move forward. Fingers crossed. While DeRozan played a whopping 41 minutes. 36-8 and eight with four assists and two steals. Really good game. 56 fantasy points. 48 from the field, which is still great. It's not 58, but it's 48. So that's awesome. And Zach Levine, eh, look, he's all right. He's, just, he's not right, though, is he? His knee is not quite there, I don't think. Still, 25 points on 50%. You still love that. Only the one assist is a bit disappointing. Well, Ayo Desunmu had 9, 4, and 7, three steals in 37 minutes. And a lot of people are asking me, hey, do I drop uh, Desunmu because Caruso might be back and then Lonzo's coming back? Drop him... Maybe when they both come back and we see what happens, there's absolutely no need, I don't think, to preemptively drop a bloke for two guys that aren't actually back. And I think he can still coexist with Caruso. When Ball comes back, it's a different story. But by then, you might be basking in the glory of your fantasy championship. So no, you don't drop to Sunmu yet. You can drop Kobe White, who had eight points in 28 minutes, and Javante Green, who had four in 17. They are not worth 12-team league holds in this current situation. Well, we've got 19 Tristan Thompson minutes. That's always cool. He had five points in those minutes. Kay Cunningham is um, a... Yeah, look, he's good. 22-4-6 and six in 36 minutes. He's going to be a real monster next year. He's the 50th-ranked player over the last two weeks. In fact, for this season, despite a slow start, despite slumps, he's the 59th-ranked guy. He, there's no way he is getting drafted outside the top 50 next year. Probably not outside the top 35. He'll be a third-round guy. Killian Hayes was out. So they had an opportunity to reactivate Saban Lee, and they did. But, of course, developmental minutes went to Corey Joseph, who had 9-2-2 two, and two with a triple one in 26. And we saw Marvin Bagley play 28 minutes, starting in place of Isaiah Stewart. And remember when I have told you about Marvin Bagley being bad and being a bad category league fantasy player? This is why. Now, he, I, I absolutely recommended you go and add him, and I absolutely recommend you keep holding him. But this is why he has never been a good fantasy player, and he has always needed this big opportunity. And he only played 28 minutes due to foul trouble. But he had 10 and 6, which is like, sure, like what, whatever. He was one of two from the line. He blocked no shots. He had no steals. He had one assist. He's just piss poor in so many areas. He is going to have games where he has 20 and 12 and zero steals and zero blocks and goes three of five from the line or some shit like that. He is worth having. He is worth holding, but he is not very good. This is just a big opportunity that's opened up for him. We got a little bit more out of Kelly Linick, 12 points in 20 minutes with four assists and four rebounds. Not enough for me to look at him as a 12-team league guy. But a few extra minutes there. While Isaiah Livers played just the 16 minutes and Jeremy Grant stunk 12 points and the depressed penis also stunk. Now, Bay has had more assists recently, six of them here, but 12 points on 33%. He has dropped off. He's actually ranked 120th over the last two weeks. He's been one of the biggest yo-yos that we've seen this season in terms of where his fantasy value has sat at any particular point in time. 
The second game of the day, the Boston Celtics comfortably beat the Hornets 115-101. Jason Tatum's hot run continued. He's a top 10 player over the last two weeks. He dropped in 65 fantasy points here and had 44 and 5, six triples, three steals, and a block. Remember how shitty he was to start the year? He's rolling now. 67% shooting. 100% from the line. Now he's going to cool off, but he was great. The Rock DJ played 20 minutes. You wouldn't know it by looking at 11 and 11 with one steal and two blocks, but you would if you looked at the 20 minutes played. Five fouls in that time. Um, that's not ideal. But what it did mean is that we got Maximum Derek back. Maximum Derek. Now, before you froth it, just remember that the 20 minutes that Robert Williams plays, that's probably 12 minutes fewer than normal. Derek White probably played 12 extra minutes in this game. I'm not saying they're directly related, but they are. White had 11, 3, and 8 with two steals and three blocks. That's a vintage Derek White line. That's what he does. But I have no confidence that he will play 32 minutes a night. What they were able to do is play a lot more Al Horford at center. He got 34 minutes. Grant Williams in the mix. But with Rob playing only that 20, White was able to play way more. Now, they did limit Peyton Pritchard. Rightfully so. There should never be a situation where Pritchard and White are playing the same minutes. But Udoka was doing that. So Derek might not play 20. He might play 24 or 25. But I do think, again, we have to prioritize. We have to treat our ads really, really cautiously. If you're in a bye week, take a fly. See what happens. Like, who cares? But you have to treat your ads pretty cautiously. And he could play 21 minutes next game and go 6-3-1 very, very easily because this was a foul trouble game for Rob Williams. And that just pushes everyone into different positions and White is White jumps in to play more minutes. It's not Daniel Tice. Marcus Smart had 12-3-9. Solid enough. Well, Horford had 10 and 10 with three steals. Another really solid game from him. So it's great to see Derek White put up those numbers, but I don't look at it and go, yeah, here we go. We've turned it around. We might have, but I, don't, I actually don't think so. For the Hornets, 17 minutes for Mason, not Mason Plumley, the table, Montrez Harrell, 10 and 7. I don't know why I get joy out of this. Get that garbage out of here! Nah, that sounds harsh. I, I don't get joy out of it, but the bloke's not that good. Um... Remember when he came in, he played like 40 minutes a night? What are you guys doing? And now he's settling into his role, which is backup center who causes real problems for his own team when he's on the court. You do not have to hold Montrezl Harrell. Mason Plumley played a lot, 30 minutes, 7 and 15, 6 assists and 3 blocks. That's bloody good. I don't trust it, but it's bloody good. Well, PJ Washington played 42. 17 and 5, 2 blocks and 3 threes. We talked about last game how bad he was, but he played a ton of minutes and that was encouraging. Well, he was a bit better here. 12-team guy. Lamello, mm. look on the surface, 15-8-4 on 50% shooting. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's nice. No steals, no threes. But why only 28 minutes? Well, he had like six turnovers in the first quarter. And he does some dumb shit so many times. And James Braga gets pissed with it and benches him. That's what's happening to Lamello. He's just doing dumb, irresponsible shit. Terry Rogier was on the sell high show. And I said, at some point, at some point, it's going to cool off. 14 points on 29%. Now, he at least, Gary Trented this and had five steals to help buoy the value. Sorry, buoy the value. He's a top 10 player over the last two weeks. That will not stick. The shooting was going to come down and it did here. Uh, Miles Bridges had 17 and five. Not his best night, but not terrible. While Kelly Oubre, much like Montrez Harrell, I don't think it's worth holding. He'll go out and probably hit 10 threes next game, but he had nine points in 16 minutes here. And if Haywood does return soon, maybe, Uber is going to have even less opportunity to produce. 
I do not think that he needs to be a must-roster player. Like, the dude's 100 and... She's almost something real rude then. He's the 138th ranked player this season in 28 minutes a night. Does anyone think that's a must-roster player? I sure as shit don't. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Phoenix Suns being the Miami Heat. We talked about this on the pregame show that the Suns were a five-point underdog here. Didn't make a lot of sense. And then, of course, Jimmy Butler got ruled out. Talk about him in a sec. And the Suns rolled 111.90. They've clinched a playoff spot. They're really bloody good. Devin Booker, also good. 23-8-9, two steals, two blocks, four triples. That is a monster game. Over the last two weeks, on a per-game basis, he's only played four games. He's the number two ranked fantasy player without Chris Paul. Hmm, pretty good. Bridges had 21-9, strong game from him, while 8-9, and 10-10. and 10. Good games from all those big names. Cameron Payne, though, was he good? Yeah, he was pretty good. 11 points, 4 rebounds, 10 assists, steal on a block, 31% shooting, though, that's rough. But maintain that value next to Booker. Now, he did sprain his ankle, went to the locker room, was able to return. We'll see if it swells up. You don't need to drop him or do anything crazy, because literally what might happen, even if, if he does miss next game, Cameron Payne might just come back in it. Not Cameron Payne. Cam Johnson might start. So we're not adding Aaron Holiday or anything in those, on the, under those circumstances. Jay Crowder started out poorly, but ended with 11 points, 5 rebounds, a triple one. Shot 31%. His shot's been way off the last two games, but he is a 12-team league high. Hot, not high, hold. While JaVale McGee had 15 boards, which is high. 39% shooting, only one of JaVale's better games, because he's been really bad lately, but this was good to see some production out of him. Aaron Holiday, just the 5 points in 15 minutes. People are still holding him in 12s. You probably don't need to do that. For the Heat, Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler, general soreness. I've been critical of Butler and I've praised Butler at times in, in the past a lot, right? This, but he just does some shit that's so so frustrating. The general, the whole general soreness thing in Minnesota was annoying. The stupidly locked in stuff last year was annoying. Um, the yeah, I wake up at three a.m. to go to the gym and none of you are on my level, so you're going to wake up at this time was actually insane, and it deserved to be called out. But I'm not sure that this is necessarily his fault. Because the Heat listed him as out with sinus congestion. And no offense to Jimmy Butler, because he doesn't put the designation out there. It makes him seem like a giant soft cock. Just put him out as like illness. Why why, why dog your own bloke like that? Sinus congestion. Like sometimes I take the piss with players, right? They're listed as out, you know, out with a stomach illness. So I say, yeah, out sore tummy. This is basically what the Heat did on this injury designation. Jimmy Butler, blocked nose. Like, really? Is it, what? How's he missing a game because he's got a blocked nose? How is that remotely possible? Yeah, I criticize Butler because I think his contract's going to end up one of the worst in the entire NBA. It, it's bad. He's injured a lot. He's also insanely valuable. But I don't think he deserves criticism for the way this injury's been designated. It, it surely can't be the fact that Jimmy Butler ran out of tissues, couldn't blow his nose. Is that what it is? I'm, I'm act, I was actually staggered to see that as a designation. Um, all right. Duncan Robinson had a good game. 22 points with six triples. I'm not biting on that. But Kyle Lowry, oh man, where's the usage on him? Five points, three shots. That's rough. 10 assists is great, but the shooting is off. Bam had 17, 6, and 5 in his 30 minutes. Um, there's not a lot to love here. They started Gabe Vincent, which surprised me. Uh, with Butler out. Normally, they'd do Caleb Martin. Vincent didn't do anything there. Five points on 10 shots. Martin hurt his knee. Hyperextension. 
Don't know what they're going to have a scan tomorrow on that, I'm guessing. I'd be a little worried that he's going to miss some time here. It wasn't. It's not a great injury situation to have a hyperextension on the knee. He was ruled out almost immediately. He he did have an opportunity to put up numbers without Butler. Um, but yeah, I'm a little worried. Victor Oladipo played 17 minutes. Eric Spolstra said he's going to keep him in this sort of size role for a while. Four points, two rebounds, three assists. It's great that he's back. It's great that he's fought through. Get that garbage out of here! He does not belong on a 12-team roster. He just doesn't. I, I cannot see how it's going to happen. It, it just isn't. Not, not to make any impact in fantasy playoffs or really the end of the season. We have five weeks to go. It's just not happening. I don't think. Obviously, because I'm the one giving the opinion on it. All right. I'm also giving you an opinion on Rock Auto. Why would you want to go to a chain auto parts store? That sounds like a disaster. I'd hate that idea. I just want to go straight to Rock Auto because I've got a computer. I've got plenty of computers, actually. I'm sitting in front of one right now. I can just type rockauto.com and get access to all of the parts available for cars and trucks and get them at a reliably low price. Rock Auto is an online family business serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything that you would need for your car or truck. So why don't you go to rockauto.com and find all of those parts available for your car or truck and in there, how did you hear about us box right locked on? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you want to talk criticisms, let's go to the next game, the Lakers and the Rockets. So the Lakers just packed it in. Is Frank Vogel going to coach his team next week? That was embarrassing, again. They lose to the Rockets in overtime, 139-130. We'll talk about the Rockets. I've got a lot to say about them as well. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about the Lakers. LeBron, 45 minutes, 23, 14, and 12, four blocks. That's great. Fantastic counting stats, 68 fantasy points. You love that. You love that. Unfortunately, he shot 35 from the field and 67 from the line. All right, that obviously hurts quite a bit. I still worry about his knee. Westbrook, really good production. 30 and 8, 6 assists, 52 and 88. Great. That brings him to 206th over the last two weeks. He'd been dreadful prior to that. Um, but they, they, the team's just bad. They're just horribly bad. Malik Monk, he's a must-roster player. 20 points in 40 minutes. And Austin Reeves played pretty well as well. 17 points with three threes, a steal, and a block. Perfect 6 of 6 from the line. But I don't know. I just can't get inspired to talk about this team positively. They're just so bad. LeBron wanted people to keep that same energy when they criticize this team in the offseason. He's probably right that people haven't kept that same energy. They've actually ramped it up because they are dreadful. Mallow had 13 points. DJ Augustin, yeah, good little scoring burst from DJ. 16 points in 22 minutes. But you're rolling out DJ Augustin, Carmelo Anthony, Avery Bradley, Stanley Johnson, and thinking this is going to be good. Like roster construction, shocking. DJ, yeah, very deep league stuff. 18 teams, you maybe want to stream him because he is getting regular minutes. For the Rockets, they were without Christian Wood, the crucifix. He was out ill. And without the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He's dealing with an ankle problem. So, as I have been suggesting all season, let's see what this team can do when we get good minutes for KJ Martin, a role for Josh Christopher, and starting Alperen Sengun. And you know what I saw? Some stuff that was pretty fucking good. Sorry. Talk about Jalen Green in a sec. But let's talk about Shengun. 40 minutes, 21 and 14, two assists, two steals, two blocks. 
took 20 shots. He is going to be very good. I have no idea what they will do rest of the season. They can't keep Krishna Wood out with an illness the rest of the year. I suggested that they, honestly, for their team, they should just start Shangun and bring Wood off the bench. And someone said, there's no way you can do that. That's so disrespectful to Krishna Wood. I said, Christian fucking Wood, disrespectful. Who is this bloke? He's nobody in the scheme of NBA hierarchy. If you need to bench the dude to play a guy that you actually should be playing more minutes, you do it. Christian Wood is... Again, no offense to these guys. Christian Wood is a nobody. I don't understand the high esteem that Christian Wood is held in by some people. He can put up some okay numbers, sure. But fuck. They've just... They won't do it. They won't do it. But they've got to get Shangun more minutes. Do you want to add him here? I know, I know you're dying to. I just, I just don't know whether it's going to pay off. I'm really skeptical. Same with KJ, who played 40 minutes, 17 and 11 with three threes. He's been on my upside grab list on waiver wire shows for weeks, months, just waiting. Hey, can you give him a bloody chance over a 26-year-old Jay Sean Tate, who honestly is totally fine as an eighth-man rotation player, but not like a guy you need to prioritize? And Martin will probably go back and play 20 minutes next game if Tate returns. I've just got to keep an eye on this situation. Remember when Dennis Schroeder arrived and Stephen Silas said, Josh Christopher, I know you're a promising young guy, but we've got a spud veteran point guard here. We've got to play him over you. And that's what they did. Well, Christopher here had 21 points in 22 minutes with three triples and 62%. I know the opponent isn't very good, but he is continually showing really good stuff. More wouldn't add him, but it's impressive. Schroeder played 23 minutes for 12 points. You do not have to hold Dennis Schroeder in 12-team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! Gary Bird played just 19 for 7 points with two threes. Cousin Kev had 10 points on 31%, but he had 8 rebounds, 10 assists, and 2 steals. Good numbers. And let's talk about Jalen Green, who, I'm going to be honest with you, was dreadful for the first three months of the year, and he could you could not roster him in 12-team leagues because of how bad it was. He's figured it out. It's happened so often. Anthony Edwards, we saw it last year. Two years ago, Trey Young, three years ago. It's happened so often with these guards. He has figured it out. The shots are going in. He had 32 points with four threes. Now, 62% shooting is not real, but it doesn't really matter. He's top 60 over the last two weeks. He's absolutely flying, and it's taken time, but he looks really good. He looks comfortable. He looks solid. He's the guy. Green, Shengun pairing works really well also, which is great for this team's future. If you're a Rockets fan, it is a very, very good night, I would say. Very good night to see these guys produce like that. Let's go to the next game. The Thunder and the Timberwolves. Not as good of a night for the Thunder. They um, yeah, they lost 132-102. That's not a very good performance, but that's fine. They were without... Giddy, Dort, Mann, Favors, Williams, Mascala, Jerome, Robinson Earl. With Trey Mann out, they started Lindy Waters. He wasn't shy. Took 12 shots. Hit three of them. Eight points, two threes. And that's deeper league stuff. Well, Shea Gilles-Alexander had been absolutely creaming blokes. That sounds terrible. But he'd been killing them. And it was going to drop. Unfortunately, it dropped. It dropped. I was going to say something that made me sound so old then. So he dropped it harder than Skrillex drops a beat, right? <laughs> what a dickhead. Shut up, Josh. Eight points on 13%. 13. 
He didn't hit a three. He did have eight assists, though. There was always going to be a drop. It came here. Not good. Aaron Wiggins, the other Wigo. 39 minutes, 25, 9, and 5 with five triples. Big game from Wigo. I don't think he's a 12-team ad. 16s? Sure. 14s? Maybe. Baisley had 14 and 5. Well, Roby, I think, is a 12-team must roster. I think he has been for a while, to be honest. 15, 4, and 4 with three steals. And uh, Poku, 17 minutes is annoying. It's very annoying. Still had 11 and 4. So if you do have him, you feel like you don't feel completely let down by that line. But, but he's going to be more very fringy. Like, I'd much rather Roby over him. Um, Teo Maladon had 12 and 7. Missed a lot of free throws, but 12 and 7. And Krejci played 25 minutes. Unfortunately, my man, the incantation. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Leviosa had uh, zero points in nine minutes. He's still getting some minutes, and that's important for those of us in 30-team leagues. But that's really about it. Now, for the Wolves, there was no Beverly, no Vanderbilt, but they didn't have to go hard. Well, actually, Malik Beasley went hard. 30 minutes, 33 points with 11 triples. That's 33 points all from beyond the, the arc. That's huge. He's played really good minutes the last few games. Some without Edwards, some without Russell, some without Beverly. I don't know how he gets enough playing time when they all play. But for now, it's a nice little hot streak. He can be a streamer for sure. I just don't really buy that long term. Townsie had 13, 11 and three blocks. Nazareth 3, 12 and 8. Really good low minute producer. And Russell had six points with 12 assists. Goose had 16. And Jaden McDaniels, 12 and 6 with two threes. I don't think Jaden's a 12-team must. Again, he's fine to stream, but that's him. But this team, which they just took it so easy. Two starters out, and they crushed. Even the artist formerly, Torian, formerly known as Torian Prince had 17 in 23 minutes. Well, Jordan McLaughlin, only 11 minutes. I would have expected a little bit more than that with no Pat Beverly. But just a very, very easy performance for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Orlando gets the win against the Pelicans on the road. They tried to lose it. They didn't bring the starters back in the fourth quarter for a long time. Jalen Suggs returned. He played only 20 minutes. He had two points on zero of three shooting. I think Suggs is going to be fine as a player. I think he's fine as a category league guy even now. But dealing with an ankle problem, he was on limited minutes. You have to be ruthless. There's no point holding for upside. If you want to drop Suggs, drop him. See you later. Bye. Get someone else in. I don't think you're going to get burnt by it. Maybe you do. Bye. See you later. Roderick Hampton played 28 minutes. He did nothing. He has been just terrible this season. Cole Anthony, 19 points. Gary Harris played 16 in 27 minutes with full... Uh, had 16 in 27 with fulls out. And Bumba, just the 20 minutes. Nine points for Mo. Three threes, a steal, and a block. Someone asked that in the basketball monster forums. Yeah, why do they play him so few minutes? It's ridiculous. Why aren't they trying to develop him? He's a young guy. He's a high pick. This is his fourth season. Have, has he ever proven to be good? No, I, I don't believe so. He's had a lot of injury issues for sure. But even now, look, look, the team with Carter versus the team with Bumba, the team with Carter is significantly better in nearly every metric you can find. I just think they looked at it and went, well, we've got these two guys here. We'll give that extension to Carter. We're not giving it to Bumba. We've seen him play this year. Carter's our guy. Bumba isn't. So the minutes are back down. That's under 23 for three consecutive games for Mo. Don't think he's quite a drop. It's moving that way, though. Akiki played 28 minutes, 9 and 5. That's all right. It's fine. But again you got to be ruthless. If he's not producing, bye. Treat him as a steal streamer. Wendell had 13, 8, and 5. Not his best night, but 
totally okay. Well, Wagner, just the 22 minutes, that's Franz Wagner. Um, 15 and 6. Again, they benched a lot of their guys, or they didn't bring their starters back. They just ran a bench unit in that second, uh, or sorry, that fourth quarter. And that meant that, you know, we got more minutes from Ross and more minutes from Harris. And those 28 minutes from Akiki and Hampton as well. But they get the win. But the Pelicans. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. Jonas wasn't in foul trouble here, so he played 34, 13, and 30 and 15, two steals, two blocks. Huge game. So with him getting those minutes, Billy Hernan Gomez played four. Yeah, four minutes. Um, I don't think there's any real need to have uh, Billy Hernan Gomez on rosters. He's played decent minutes the last two games, but it's just not something that's going to be a regular occurrence. Jackson Hayes, 24 minutes, seven and four. Again, be ruthless. He's struggling. Cut him. I don't give a shit. I think the upside was worth holding him. I think the upside was worth adding him. He had a few little flashes. He's playing poorly. So yeah, drop him if you need to. McCollum, 32, 4, and 8. Didn't, just horrendous from the line. One of three is bad, but great efficiency otherwise. And Herbalife Jones had 15 points. As I said, Devontae Graham's minutes went up, 29 of them without Ingram. He took 11 shots, so that's good, but 7 points, 27%. This is what he's going to do. He's going to poo on it. He's going to poo on your field goal percentage. He had three steals. He still remains the same bad player that he was even when he was starting. There might be some streamability, especially for points leagues, but that's about it. We actually got some Trey Murphy minutes, which is, man, I don't know what to say. Trey Murphy played. So, Sheev, what do you think? A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. I thought he played all right. Didn't do much stat-wise, four and four with two steals, but it was just good that he was out there. Tone Snell jogged around for 31 minutes. He missed all four of his shots, had two steals, had one rebound and zero assists. Those of you in 50-team fantasy leagues probably consider dropping tone now, I'd say. Let's go to the next game. Atlanta-Milwaukee. When Nate McMillan coached Indiana, I didn't think he was a very good coach. And then he came in middle of last year and turned around the Hawks season. And now again, I don't think Nate McMillan's a very good coach. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think what he does really translates fantastically across to the modern NBA. Maybe that's being reactionary to them being poor. I just don't think he's that good. They lose to the Bucks 124-115, and John Collins played 19 minutes. He had two points on zero of nine shooting. Didn't make a shot. That is undeniably horrible. But he just didn't play the last 16 minutes of the night. And we say this in fantasy all the time, and it, the same goes, the same is true for real life. Just because you missed your first nine shots doesn't mean you're going to continue to miss every shot after that. Those nine are done. They're in the book. They're done and dusted. It doesn't help a bloke's confidence or a team's confidence or a team's morale or a team's continuity or a team's chemistry to sit a bloke because he struggled early and just not playing the rest of the way. Like, who was the guy that was just dominating that needed to get out there to play big minutes? Like, Gallinari played 36 minutes. He had 14 and 6. It's not bad. But did we need to bench Collins? I'm not sure it was the right call. Obviously, it didn't lead to anything in terms of a win. Um, don't panic too much with John. Bogdan Bogdanovich, finally a bad game. Nine points on 31% with four assists and two steals. While Capella got into extreme foul trouble, he got his fifth foul early on in the third quarter. Ended with 11 and nine, only played 20 minutes, but Okongwu only played 19. I would have thought we got a little bit more out of Anyeka. 13 and five for him. I still really think he's going to be a great player. Maybe very good player. Maybe not a great player. Some really good value coming. Uh, Fanta Pants had 16 in his 26 minutes. Well, DeAndre Hunter. Very DeAndre Hunter, this line. It looks great. You start off 17 points. Oh, that's nice. 64%. Oh, triple one. That's not bad. And then three rebounds and one assist. The dude cannot rebound or cannot get assists. 
Now, getting those defensive stats is nice. The 64% is not real. It cannot continue. I do not think he's a must-roster player. In a points league, sure, I lean a little bit more towards adding DeAndre Hunter, but he just isn't a very good category league guy all around. I don't believe. Um, onto the Bucks again, the most boring fantasy team there is. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 43-12-5 is great. 68% shooting is great. 71 from the line isn't. And Punchbob had 23-15. and 15. Middleton had 23. Holiday had 11-5-8. Rough shooting. There's not really much to talk about. Grayson Allen's a 14-team league option. 11 points with three threes. Three assists and a steal. That's 14-team that's league. And then Nabarka and Nwora and Wesley Matthews. Like The bench offers nothing. They're just sort of who they are. The only area of intrigue is... The only area of intrigue is really like Grayson Allen and where the playing time sits if George Hill actually exists anymore. Like when he comes back, what do they do with Grayson? That's really the only part that's intriguing to me. The next game, the Toronto Raptors. They beat the um, San Antonio Spurs 119-104. Fred Van Vliet returned, 34 minutes, 26-6-2, three threes and two steals. Great to have him back. Predictably, with Van Vliet back, Boucher moved to the bench and played 12 minutes. You can go ahead and feel pretty good about dropping Chris Boucher. Now, if someone else gets hurt, you can go and add Chris Boucher. But the minutes aren't there when the players are healthy. Siakam had 20 and 8. Scotty Barnes started off slow, but ended up really good. 20 and 8 as well. And Gary Trent, the rough shooting continues, but added out two steals, got two threes, had 17 points. Shot 39%, but good numbers there. Achua played 21 minutes. He has improved. Now, I said he's the worst player in the NBA early in the season, and that was true for me at the time. He's not anymore. He's still not particularly good, and I still don't think he's got great upside to be a good good player in the NBA, but he has improved. Not enough to be a 12 or even a 14-team league guy, but he's improved. 13 points with three threes in 21 minutes. Obviously, we're dropping Thad Young, who had 7-7 and in 20 minutes, and Ken Birch lost his tooth. Um, I got stuck in DeJounte Murray's head. I, I, that's partly a joke, but that's how he lost it, by smashing his teeth into his head. Um, Birchie had 4-4, four and four, the big tree, in 17 minutes, and he is not, obviously, any sort of fantasy option. As for Murray, after extracting the tooth from his skull, he ended up with 34 minutes, 25-9-12, and 12, and Keldon had a good Keldon game after a bad Keldon game last time. 27-8 and eight with three threes, and Pirtle had 11-12. and 12. Lonnie Walker scored 13, not a 12-team or 14-team league guy, while Vassal only had 8. That's rough. But the three steals helps. I still believe that Vassal is a 12-team hold, a back-end hold, but he's still a hold. McDirt had seven in 23 minutes. And there's not much else, really. Zach Collins only played 10 minutes. I, I couldn't believe people that were like asking me that question about, um, about, about adding Zach Collins when he came back, before he even came back. Wild to me. Never even it occurred to me that anyone would ask that question. Yet I had multiple people, hey, do we go add Zach Collins? Uh, no, no, you don't. Let's go on to the next game. The New York Knicks uh, smacked the Mavericks, 107-77. Mitch Robinson played through his illness, 11-11, three steals, sorry, three blocks and two steals. Very good game. Well, Alec Burks. Alec Burke. 15-11-5. He is a 12-team league player at the moment. Didn't shoot well, but he is. Emmanuel Quickly shot horribly, but played 31 minutes. 9-6-6 six, six for Quickie. 12-team guy. Fournier is not 10 points in 25 minutes, while Randall had 26, 8, and 5 strong, and then Barrett had 18, 7, and 4. Not, ha- not his best, but still good gu- numbers from both those guys. The Knicks were really impressive in this game. Also impressive to see Juice McBride played 22. He didn't do anything in those minutes and shot poorly, but getting those minutes is half the fun. 
Interestingly, they went back to Taj Gibson as the backup and not Jericho Sims. So bear that in mind for deeper formats. For the Mavericks. Um, yeah. Doncic, another tech. He's two away from suspension. 31-6 and six with three threes. Rough from the line, but good otherwise. And overall, just rough stuff. Spencer Dinwiddie showed why he's been a bad fantasy guy for a while. He'd been playing great. He has 28 minutes for 13 points. So 13 points, oh, it's not a bad start. Two threes, all right. Two rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, 38 from the field and 63 from the line. He's not the greatest free throw shooter. He's a poor field goal guy. He gets no steals, no rebounds. Assists were absent. I would still hold him. But this is the guy that happened in Washington. This is what happened. He was shit. All right, so we have some skepticism. Reggie Bullock missed all eight of his shots. You do not have to be holding Reggie Bullock in 12-team leagues. See you later. And Brunson struggled for eight points on 25%. Not his best night. Zero assists for him as well. The Mavs had 11 assists as a team. 11. They were, they were just terrible. You still hold Brunson, still hold Dinwiddie. Maxi Kleber, you don't need to hold it. That's a stream. How did Maxi Kleber go 0 of 7? Reggie Bullock, 0 of 8. Davis Batans, 0 of 6. How's that possible? Um, Kleber, yeah. You stream him in if you're looking for blocks and threes and understanding that it's going to bite you on the deck so many, so many times. All right. Let's do the next game. I don't know how much I'm going to talk about it, to be honest, because the Blazers got smashed by the Jazz. 123-85. Um, talked to it a little bit earlier on about the Anthony Simons situation. Josh Hart's not even trying on this team. 26 minutes, 5 points, 18% shooting. Didn't hit a 3. He's not quite a drop, but but you might have to. Like Honestly, he's just not really trying. Brandon Williams. This is what happens when you have players who aren't very good, who come out and have a big game and everyone gets fired up about it, and they're, and they're not very good. Nine and six in 26 minutes. No steals, no blocks, no threes. One assist, 23% shooting, 60 from the line. I mean, it's worth a stream with Simons out, but he's not a guy that you prioritize as a longer-term player. Even if, even if Simons ended up being out for the season at some point, I'm not sure this guy's going to be reliable enough. Trenton Watford moved to the bench, but 22 points is not bad. Retaining value. And Keon Johnson, I thought was all right. 30 minutes, 15 points, five assists. A name to watch for deeper formats. I think you can move on from Eubanks, four and seven in 19. Elijah Hughes started. He went scoreless in 21 minutes. It's just, honestly, it's fucked. It's, they're so, sorry, kids. They're so bad. They're so bad. For the Jazz, again, they didn't have to try. Bogdanovich left early with um, a leg contusion. I'm sure he's fine. They're up 50, I think, at the time, or 40. 27.6 triples. Mitchell had 16, 4, and 6, and O'Neal had 11 and 10. Only 20 minutes for Mike Conley. They don't need to play him any more than that in games like this. And Gobert played just 22. Like, Nikhil Alexander-Walker got 12 minutes. That's how you know it was a blowout. He didn't score in that time, but he had five assists. Just I don't know what we actually take out of this game from Utah side. Actually, the answer to that is nothing. You take nothing out of this game. And from Portland side, I'm not even sure there's anything to take out of it. It was that bad. Um, and they are that bad. And I think they're going to continue to be that bad as we move forward. And then we move to the next game, which was a little bit closer. The Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings. The Nuggets win this one 106-100 on the back of Big Chungus. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus. 
Nikola Jokic had 38, 18, and 7, a steal and two blocks, and he was awesome again. Well, Monty Morris continues to step it up in the absence of Will Barton. He sort of shrinks when Barton is playing, but when he's not, 20 and 4, 4 assists, 2 steals, 73%. Very, very strong stuff. Aaron Gordon played at power forward because Jeff Green was out. Now, the Nuggets accidentally listed Jermichael Green as inactive in this game, but it was Jeff Green who was out. 11 and 5 for uh, Gordon there. That's nothing great. Shallow league, I'm not sure you need to hold on to Aaron Gordon, to be honest. Like, what's his upside? It's not that high. Um, Rivers had six points in 32 minutes with Barton out, but the bench and the other starter, Davon Reed, there's just very little to get interested about. Boogie had 5,013 minutes. You do not have to roster DeMarcus Cousins in 12-team leagues. He's rostered in about 50% of them. Five and six in 13 minutes for Boogie. I don't think it's worth, I don't think it's worth that roster spot. For the Kings, um, DeMontis Sabonis was suspended, so they started Alex Len. I don't know why. Alex Len had played six minutes. Not per game. Six minutes in total in the last month. I saw someone say, oh, maybe they were starting him out of you know, solidarity for Ukraine. That's, that's a lovely sentiment, but why had he played zero minutes in any other game? You could have played him minutes there. Um, the ceremonial Alex Len start, he played 11 minutes, had four points. And it was Damian Jones who played 37 only had eight points, but seven boards and four steals. But Sabonis will be back next game, so there's nothing to do there with Jonesy. Metu got 18 minutes as well, while Dante DiVincenzo, the minutes have been pushing up, they've been pushing up, they've been pushing up, and then he played 12 minutes. Alvin. Alvin. Zero points. Now, this is almost, this is Tony Snellis, to be honest, from Dante. Um, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals. One block, zero or five from the field. Just a horrific line. It was moving in the right direction. It is not. Move on. We were hoping to get in before the trend happened. The trend stopped. See you later. Davion Mitchell had eight points with four assists. Don't need to roster him. Barnsley had 17. Justin Holiday had eight. And of course, De'Aaron Fox put up big numbers in a loss. 32, 5, and 10 in 37 minutes for Fox. Shot the ball really well. He is putting up really big numbers and playing much better. Doesn't really matter though for this team, unfortunately, as they get another loss and push themselves further into the uh, the NBA draft lottery. So let's look at the last game of the day. The Wizards traveled to take on the LA Clippers, and they go down in the end, 115-109. Pretty close game. Um, Washington kept it close. The Clippers basically just won it in the last minute or so with a Nick Batum three-pointer. Um, KCP was good again, really good. 35 minutes, 16-6, and six, two triples, two steals. He's a 12-team league player. Porzingis? Up to 26 minutes for KP. Percentages. Looks like they're going to play him. He's going to sit one of the back-to-backs over the weekend, but apparently he's going to play them after that. I'm still skeptical of him making it to the finish line, but good numbers. Well, Dan Gafford, 22 minutes, 14 and 10. Now, didn't really play at all with Porzingis, which limits his value, but 14 and 10, steal and a block is really good. A guy that we look to stream on low-volume days, but it's hard to see as a backup center him being a 12-team league player. Remember when they took him out of the rotation so they could play Bryant and Harrell? They've got to boost the trade value so Bryant doesn't get traded and Harrell nets you Ish Smith. Sure. Showcasing. Um, Kuzma had 17 and 6, and Ish Smith only played 16 minutes. So that's why there was that risk in the ad, but he still delivered us 8 assists and 2 steals. So that's nice enough value to be... You know, not not a disaster. I wouldn't hold on to him. But it's not bad. Um, Hal Neto, he was like, all right, 12 points, four assists, not a 12-teamer. They closed with Sadoransky over Kispert. 
I don't know why so and, and Hachimura in there as well, actually, over Neto. So that was weird. I don't know what Sadaransky's doing to get minutes. Avdia just 19 minutes. He's a drop. Um Kuzma has suffered a little bit of a hit in this game with with uh, Pozingas around. 17, 6, and 4. Still pretty good. And then we go on to the Clippers. Marcus Morris, finally. He'd been playing terribly. But 27, 8, and 4 in 35 minutes while Reggie Jackson bounced back from yesterday. 31, 3, and 7. A steal, a block, 57%. He'd made some stinkers, and he will really have a be a real it will be an issue, that's what I'm trying to say, with your field goal percentage, but that was strong. They moved Terrence Mann to the bench and started Amir Coffee, but Mann still got the minutes. 29. He had 9-9 nine and nine with a steal and two blocks. That's still good enough to be a 12-teamer, while Coffey had seven points in 25 minutes. Not enough to be a 12-teamer. Batum played a lot on a back-to-back, 33 minutes. 8-5-3, and three, including the game-winning three. And Zubats had 10-9 and nine in 27. Zubats' numbers have dropped off. He still want to hold. Batum's not a 12, by the way. And Hartenstein, only 19 minutes, but a steal and three blocks. That's good enough to hold barely in 12s. I wouldn't get too excited about it, because they're just not going to unload him into big minutes. But he finds a way to be productive often. Let's look at the lines of the night for today. Your monstrous does go to Jason Tatum. Your waiver wire line of the night goes to Aaron Wigo Wiggins. Your young gun is the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. And your dud of the night is Johnny Collins. Your top 10 players in category leagues for today. Number one, Tatum. Then Jokic, Booker, Valanciunas, Murray. DeJounte Murray, by the way, in case you didn't know. Trey Young, Malik Beasley, De'Aaron Fox, Bob Portis, and Reggie Jackson. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Aaron Wiggins, Austin Reeves. I wouldn't bother with either of those guys for 12s. 14s, sure. KJ Martin, we're watching that. I don't mind an ad. Josh Christopher, we're watching it. Naz Reed, no. Luke Kennard, no. Gallinari, solid numbers, but no. Gary Harris, no. Trenton Watford, maybe. He's more of a fringe 12er. And then DJ Augustin, deep league stuff. Four points leagues. Number one was Nick Jokic, followed by James, Antetokounmpo, Tatum, Valanciunas, Murray, Booker, DeRozan, Fox, and Trey Young. And that will do it for us today. It was a monster show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.